This is Making Stitches and this time I share the story of the Manchester flock of canary craftivists. I think there's loads of amazing ways that you can get involved in climate activism and this is one obviously is accessible for people who like crafts so I wanted to check it out and it's yeah, been really fun. I've learned how to crochet for the first time um, so it's been really enjoyable. We're here today to do a small stitching or a crafting protest to do with uh, the climate crisis. Uh, to try to encourage people to think about taking action and speaking to their MPs uh, to see whether climate crisis could be higher on those MPs' agendas. You can set up your own little gathering of canaries. You can do it at home, you can do it on Zoom. If you're feeling you know, slightly anxious about getting together with people in public, then that's absolutely fine. The whole point of craftivism is it's, it's small, it's intimate, it's easy, it's comfortable and you do it in your own way. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Making Stitches about a gentle protest which happened in Manchester in July. I'm Lindsay and I'd like to share with you a special project I got involved with this summer and one which you can get involved with too. It all started way back in April when I spoke to Sarah Corbett from the Craftivist Collective for episode 25 of Making Stitches. Sarah told me all about the Craftivist movement of gentle protest to make a difference and change hearts and minds. During our conversation, she revealed her plan to encourage flocks of canary craftivists across the UK and further afield to have public displays of gentle protest ahead of COP26 later this year in Glasgow. Here's a little reminder. When we were speaking prior to, to recording this interview, you were saying that your your next big target is the COP26 um, yeah. meeting up in Glasgow. Yeah. So what do you have planned ahead of that? Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know what COP26 is, it's the UN Climate Conference. Um, so happens every year um, in a different country and all world leaders come together to tackle climate change. So you might remember Copenhagen's COP21 was an absolute disaster. I was there on the streets and it was really upset and that just nothing happened. But then we had the Paris COP a couple of years ago with Christina Figueres as the chair, who's an incredible woman who wore one of our stitched green hearts, which was amazing. Um, and now you have this Paris agreement that's really important. And this, it was, COP was supposed to be last year, but obviously with COVID, it didn't happen. So it's gonna be in November this year in Glasgow um, for 10 days. And it's a little bit like our Make Poverty History moment, if people remember in the UK and Glen Eagles, which also is in Scotland, you had people on the streets and, you know, because England, even though we're so small, the world does look at us and, you know, and we English language is still a very, um, a language that lots of people know. So it really feels like such an important moment for us because not only, you know, global warming is creeping closer to a lot of us are already affecting the most vulnerable people in the world. And I was thinking the last few months, I do a lot with different charities. And I was like, I kept asking them, what are you doing for COP? What are you doing for COP? And a lot's planned from September onwards. But as crafters, we need more time to do things and not just do things quickly. And I thought, I, you know, where's, again, like all listeners, it's really important to think, where do I have influence? Where do I have power? And, you know, really focus on that, not just what do I have a passion for? And I'm really, you know, proud that the craftivist collective it has a good reputation as of being effective and gentle 
people know me hopefully hopefully more crafters will after this and um, to trust that i'll do something you know strategic and thoughtful and and not just big and brash so i kept thinking oh what what we've got to do the craft community has got to do something like we're growing in the uk and in the world we're thoughtful we're growing a lot of people of all different political persuasions are part of the craft community, which is really important because climate change is not a political party issue and shouldn't be. And we need everyone involved. And a lot of crafters that engage with the crafters community um, are a bit nervous of more extrovert forms of activism or might be housebound or anxious people. If they're not lefty politically, they might not feel included by different activist groups already out there. So I've come up with a project that I'm going to launch the 1st of June and it will lead up to COP, but you can also use it after COP as well. But I'm, I would love over the summer, my goal really, and what I'm working towards at the moment, is to try and galvanise the craft community this summer, so June to September to make these beautiful little canary birds, so real life size, if you can, in whatever craft you're good at, which is different to our projects that are normally um, one type of craft. So you can do crochet, knitting, felt, um, hand embroidery, even cross stitch, you know, all listeners, you know, imagine what you can make as a beautiful canary bird on your own as a and using the process i'll have craft of thought questions for you to think through about what you can do on climate change and how you can encourage others and world leaders and then we're going to ask you to take a picture of your canary somewhere in public um with a lovely little banner and i'll have different patterns for people as well but you can use your own pattern saying about how we're joining the race to zero uh, the hashtag race to zero which is the un global campaign which is brilliant and got lots of different actions you can take that aren't craft related so it'll be about joining the race to zero emissions and joining the craftivists and joining the craft community to say we really care about this canaries it's not about dead canaries people you know canaries if you don't know are they search for clean air so they're really beautiful you know they're yellow which is very hopeful they're delicate they sing beautifully we're focused on yellow canaries not other canaries and we want them to hold the little banners in their beaks or in their legs or on little placards saying we are part of the race to zero how can you be part of it too and you use the process to engage in it yourself. You keep your little canary after you've taken a picture, but you can also do so much with your little canary. So as a group, if you're part of, I do a lot with the girl guides, for example, so you could make a lovely big banner and everyone make a canary in different ways and hang it up in your venue or outside the venue that you meet, if you get permission for that. We're gonna have some craft shops who are gonna do window displays where they'll have their lovely big banner saying they've joined the race to zero emissions and then craft, um, their craft customers and community are going to populate the window with their canaries once they've made them. So there's lots of different ways you can use it, and it'll be really good for social media to get more people engaged. And we're going to ask people to dress as canaries in little capes and little beaks, so little masks, and sit outside in small groups, so less than 10 people, no bigger, 
in silence with your little beak on, stitching your canary, but do it somewhere that's a landmark that you want to protect and have a banner possibly saying, you know, you want to protect this from global warming. And then we've got these really beautiful images of these small, quiet, gorgeous craftivists in their little capes, which could be, you know, shoulder length or longer, you know, as much as possible with upcycled resources or could even be with plastic bags, whatever you want to do as a as a crafter. But having these images of the craft community globally making their canary showing their commitment, but also asking for others' commitment, we'll have social media top tips as well. And crafter noons, I'm going to do some Zoom webinars and chats every fortnight to say, how are we doing? Make sure that you guys tell me, like, do we want a session on craft uh, climate change and mental health do we want a session on youth so we'll use the summer to galvanize each other support each other tell me what more you need as well share each other's craft of thoughts and journeys and then the plan is that from september onwards we get so we've already got molly makes magazine say that they'll feature in in the autumn so we want to gather all these beautiful images and stories and case studies and craft of thoughts from you guys so that in the autumn onwards the media have got all of this beautiful content to say, isn't this interesting? The craft community care about climate as well. It's not just a lefty issue. It's not just a people who love trees issue. This is all of us. Um, and particularly, and I'd love your listeners to, to help me with this as well and give me feedback, email me or tweet me or Instagram me. I really want us to get into media that don't normally cover climate change issues. So in the UK, we're not going to focus on the Guardian magazine, but, you know, can we get in the style magazine of the Sunday Telegraph? Can we get in the time, the Sunday Times as a lovely big feature? You know, where can we, again, always think and where can activism add to the, where can craftivism add to the activism toolkit? Where can we have these lovely, positive, hopeful messages about how we have all the solutions to global warming? We just need to implement them more and scale them up more in different sectors and individually. And the canaries are going to be flying towards the solutions. You know, they're flying towards COP. All eyes are on COP. But afterwards, we also want you to carry on with your canaries in different ways and say, we're all part of the solution. We're focused on the solutions. We're not, it's not about despair. It's about really celebrating what's already happening. You know, last week, Netflix said that they had committed to being carbon neutral in a few years. So that's, you know, a really good thing to say. They're on the race to zero. So really positive, really thoughtful, really attract. You know, I love that our craftivism is about quiet activism, slow activism, but really attractive, really hopeful, really positive the opposite of what you often expect of activism. So from the 1st of June, we'll have lots of patterns and resources. But before then, I'm also asking craftivists to help me, you know, prepare those patterns and examples. And over the summer, really just communicate with each other of what do each other need? What do we need from each other? What can we learn from each other? You know, this is a community. It's not top down. So do get in touch and, you know, do help. I'm really keen that... I just think there's so much possibility and potential for us this summer. You know, while we are stuck in lockdown still, even if we can travel a little bit, you know, use the summer, use the time to relax, to do some craftivism. And, you know, if you are scared of climate change, this is a great tool to turn that despair into action and empowerment and positivity. And 
So yeah, there's that's my pitch, which is all a little bit all over the place because I'm like literally in the middle of planning it all. So I haven't told anyone yet. Oh my word. <laughs> Galvanised by Sarah's infectious enthusiasm, I found myself coordinating a small flock of craftivists in Manchester. After a few weeks of planning and Zoom meetings, we set the date for our own Manchester flock for the 17th of July at St Peter's Square in the centre of Manchester. Now, before we go any further, I have to say I'm not a habitual protester. Whilst I care obviously about the environment and do what I can to make changes in our everyday lives as a household, I would be well out of my comfort zone holding a placard in an angry vocal crowd. In fact, at times I chicken out of alfresco crochet depending on my surroundings, so the prospect of dressing in yellow and sitting on a very public bench next to a major tram stop in central Manchester was pushing it a bit for me. But there's safety in numbers and I bravely set off by tram to our rendezvous point. Unfortunately, as with so many other things at the moment, our flock was struck by the current pandemic, and our planned flock of eight was a rather depleted five in the end, thanks to enforced isolations. Nevertheless, we carried on and met face to face for the first time in our socially distanced flock, with participants from Bury, Manchester and Trafford. All of us in yellow and looking rather eye-catching by the side of the Manchester Metrolink and Manchester Central Library. Some people did stare, but quite a few came and asked us what we were doing and why we were doing it. So we were able to spread the message and direct them towards the Craftivist Collective to find out more. Among our number were a mother and daughter duo, Gemma and six and a half year old Evie, who was very knowledgeable about the climate crisis we're facing and enjoyed crafting with the fallen leaves around us. And crafting out of natural things like leaves and making stuff to convince people to save the world. That's amazing. What a lovely thing to do on a Saturday morning. Why do you think it's important that we uh, we look after our planet? Because if we if we don't look after our planet, then it's going to get too hot, and nature will be destroyed. Yes, and then it will make it a terrible place to live, won't yeah. it? So, what do you think you're you're achieving then by being here today? Um. I think I'm just doing a great job and doing what I can do makes me feel happy. And using nature is good, but I I don't want to destroy too much of it. No, well, they're just leaves that have fallen onto the floor anyway, haven't they? So that's perfect use for them. Yes, actually picking them off trees. (laughs) Definitely. Yes. So do you have a message for anybody who's listening? Well, any if if you don't if you don't know what climate change is, it's where um it's where the earth gets hotter because the um 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 <coughs> where the sunlight hits the earth and it bounces back off into space, and that makes it hotter on Earth which makes it dangerous for animals that can't live too hot. And it can destroy nature too. 
My word, it sounds like you've done a lot of work on this. Is it something you talk about at school? No, not really. Ah, so it's come from home then? Yeah. Well, it's very important that we, let, we tell everybody about it, isn't it, really? Yes. Yeah. Evie, thank you so much. You're welcome. Gemma, what brings you here today? Um, well, we're here today to do a small stitching or a crafting protest to do with uh, the climate crisis uh, to try to encourage people to think about taking action and speaking to their MPs uh, to see whether climate crisis could be higher on those MPs' agendas. And what, what's, uh, you, you brought your daughter with you today and she's incredibly knowledgeable about, uh, about the environment. How important do you believe it is that we educate young people and old people alike in this way? I think it's incredibly important. Um, I think it's important because we need to be thinking about the future of the planet for our children. They're going to inherit that. Um, and to learn now while they're young that they can take action and they can have a voice and they can speak to people who are in positions of power and influence, I think that's really important. Now, this is Plaster's gentle protest, um, and it's a really quiet, really sedate, and I'm not somebody who goes along to to major protesters as a habit and um, what would you say to people who are maybe thinking I don't know if it's for me it isn't well protesting isn't for everybody there are different kinds of protests like you said it's not that we're not all individuals who would go along to something that's big um, and even today I guess is at, at the limits of what's my usual comfort zone to be out in town dressed in yellow to be um, have people stop and ask what we're doing but actually I think it's really nice to be able to engage with people in this way so I think to people who aren't sure it's for them they could maybe give it a go and see or sit with what is in within their um, within their limits or their sphere of confidence and maybe do something at home you can still have a voice from home and craft something and send it to somebody um, and I think that, that knowing that, knowing that your voice will join other voices, even if you're not with those people at that time, I think that's another way to do things. Another of our flock was Berry's youth MP, Emma Greenwood. She came along to lend her support to the cause. I think there's loads of amazing ways that you can get involved in climate activism and this is one obviously is accessible for people who like crafts, so I wanted to check it out and it's, yeah, I've been really fun. I've learned how to crochet for the first time. Um, so it's been really enjoyable. Oh, that's wonderful. How important do you think it is that, that people are just visible in, in, a, in a quiet way like this to get the message across? It's extremely important because I think climate activism is for everyone in a sense because everyone's affected by the climate crisis. But for some people, big, loud protests just isn't accessible for them and it isn't something they're comfortable with. So this hopefully tailors activism to people who want to do it in this way. And it's just being yeah, nice and community-based, which is what activism needs to be. I have to say, it's a really quiet, gentle way of doing things and, and I wondered how many people were going to come over and talk to us but it's just been quite quite a muted response but it's been quite pleasant. No, we have, we've had people come and speak to us and I think a lot of the time some people can get intimidated by big crowds, especially when they're loud. So I think something like this does, I suppose, make it a bit more accessible for people and makes it feel like an easier thing to enter because a lot of the time people who attend protests are already in that sort of climate bubble. So hopefully this opens up to people who maybe haven't engaged with it in the past. What kind of message do you think people should take from today? The fact that you don't need to be a certain type of person to help protect the environment. It's for anyone and everyone. It's just finding what works for you and just going out there and taking action and doing something in any way, shape or form. There's no kind of perfect way you need to do it. So kind of attending something like this is a great way to do it. 
craftivism may have been a new experience for me, but Charlie Houston Sykes, our flock spokesperson, is a veteran craftivist. Well, the Craftivist Collective as a whole was started way, way back. Um, I mean, I've been involved since about 2013-ish. Um, I met Sarah through the WI when I was still a member of that. I'm not at the minute, but that's the whole. That's just because I'm too busy. Um, and she did a project called I'm a Piece, uh, where we're all part of a bigger jigsaw puzzle, and so we all had our own little puzzle to create individually um, and they were all put together in an exhibition. This is another project which focuses specifically on um, environmental activism um, and as I've said to lots of people today it's it's where do we start when it comes to environment. I can still remember in high school, in fact probably wasn't even high school, it was probably primary school which is an awfully long time ago, um, talking with my teacher and doing posters around pollution um, when I was a kid there were some really major oil spills so that was like a big issue back then before I think any of us realised actually just how bad things are and the situation that we're in now which is where everything's a mess basically. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's been something that you've been aware of for a very long time. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, if I think about it, 30 odd, I mean, since I was high, in high school, it's like, or junior school, it's like 30 odd years. It's like, a, it's a long time. And we're still fighting to get things done. We're still fighting to have governments and corporations actually pay any attention. And surely it's too long. So can you explain to anybody listening exactly what it is we're actually doing today? So today we are creating through whichever medium is your preference, in my case it's knitting, um, a canary which will be sent to our local MPs to highlight um, the environmental issues that affect us. So today is about raising awareness and, and trying to, to beat the drum for improvements in that direction. Exactly, everything. <laughs> I appreciate that you know we still need the big, big corporations who make lots and lots of money um, the petroleum, the oil and gas, all the rest of it, we need them to do their bit as well, but we can all contribute and all add our own little bit. How can anybody who's listening and wants to get involved do that? You can find the Crafters Collective on all social medias, so they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they have their own uh, website which is craftivist-collective.com. You can set up your own little gathering of canaries, you can do it at home, you can do it on Zoom. If you're feeling you know, slightly anxious about getting together with people in public, then that's absolutely fine. The whole point of craftivism is it's, it's small, it's intimate, it's easy, it's comfortable, and you do it in your own way. And that might be literally you sitting at home in front of the telly doing it yourself and having those moments while you're crafting, thinking about why you're crafting it and why you're doing it. It might be you getting together with a few friends on Zoom and doing it while you have a glass of wine. It might be you doing something much more public like this, but it's finding your own way to do it, doing it, and then hopefully having a little impact because these, when you create these things and send them to people, whether they're, and we've, I've done it for MDs of companies, if you send it to your MP, whoever, they actually recognize the effort that's gone into that little thing that you've created. And it's surprising the impact it can have on them. It's something completely unusual. It's not their daily post. It's not just another letter or email from somebody. It's something completely unique that they get. And it has an impact on them as well. 
it'll just stand out, won't it? Exactly. So if you've been inspired by our small Manchester flock and fancy gathering a flock of your own, check out the Craftivist Collective website or Instagram account where you'll find everything from patterns to knit, crochet or stitch a canary, as well as how to make a canary cape to wear to your flock. There's guidance to follow and advice for letting your local media know about your plans. We were able to get featured on our local BBC radio station and a local newspaper printed a story about us too. Good luck with your flock if you're having one. And if that's not your thing, remember you can still get involved by making a canary to send to your MP. Thanks to all my fellow Manchester Canary craftivists, Charlie, Emma, Gemma and of course Evie. And thank you too to you for listening. Making Stitches is on a bit of a break over the summer, but we'll be back again in autumn with a new series of inspiring maker stories. So why not follow or subscribe to Making Stitches on your favourite podcast app so you won't miss out on the new series when it appears. It doesn't cost anything, it's just a matter of clicking to follow or subscribe and the next episode will automatically download into your phone as soon as it's published. That's all from me for now. Until next time, thanks again for listening. Do take care and enjoy your crafting.